Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. So excited to have you connected on today, and make no mistake about it, this is always the place we come together to grow, to share with so many leaders. I appreciate you, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to pour into you. I believe it, and I say it every single week, that this is a place where leaders realize there is something awesome happening inside of you. It's our goal to release the leader, the next level leader that you are. I want you to let me know how you heard about this podcast. If you're hearing it for the first time, follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Let me know where you're from. I want to know your story. If you're sharing with me regularly each week, I hope you're continuing to share this podcast with others. That they can be blessed. It is our desire to reach over a million people and we are trending closer every single week. And I'm so excited about it. We're going to have a million dollar celebration. Million dollar celebration. Know what that means? When I hit a million, I believe and prophesy that your business will hit a million. How about that? Your business will hit a million in revenue. I'm believing God for that. That because you are connected to this podcast, we're going to have a million subscriber, million dollar celebration. As I hit a million subscribers, prophesying that you will hit a million dollars at least in revenue. Here, I want you to also go to my website for more content, more information. I believe it'll be a blessing to you at josephwalker3.org. Let's do it. And uh, you find out the books I've written and things like that. Also, find out what I'll be in your city. I encourage you also to... Uh, Check out my uh, video podcast with my wife. It's called Our Life, Our Journey, Our Truth. We're very excited about it and hope you will just check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, we talk about a variety of topics, marriage, balance. We tell our story. It's just powerful. And I hope that you will benefit from the content that we put in that space. I want today to go right into this subject because I believe it's something that all of us <laughs> want to know. How do you attract resources to your vision? I want to talk about this because I think it's important, first of all, to say that your vision is worth it. And uh, when you place a value, as we talked about, you know, the other week, placing a value on your vision, you begin to realize that it takes money for your vision to come to fruition. You don't just have a vision out there, you know, you know, uh, just, just talking about it in theory. It's something that you want to see happen in praxis. And in order to accomplish what you need, you may need marketing collateral. You may need human resources, people to hire. Uh, you may need a variety of other things in terms of inventory. So vision takes money. People talk about that in ministry all the time. And I tell them, listen, the water is free, but it costs to pump it. <laughs> the gospel is free, but it certainly costs to pump it. All the things that it takes for microphones and cameras, etc. So vision needs finance. And so the question is, how do you attract it to your vision? How do you attract resources? 
Well, I want to start off, first of all, by saying if you're going to attract resources to your vision, you have to make sure you have a clear vision. One of the things that will hinder investors, uh, will cause people to not invest into what you're doing is your vision is cloudy. It's not succinct. I believe that you have to make certain when you are preparing a vision that it is presented with extreme clarity. If there is no if, ands, and buts about it, it's, it's very clear and concise, easy to articulate, easy to share. When you are before potential investors or partners, you have to be able to share that vision. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Not a 50-page narrative, not telling the whole historical narrative of how you got where you are, not quoting statistics. They know that already. Make sure this is what I'm trying to accomplish and why. Simple. Most people who have money don't have a lot of time for a pitch that's going to take up half of their day. Be very clear, very prepared. Come in, articulate the vision and why and how their contribution can benefit uh, the vision and make it mutually beneficial. I think that's going to be one of the first things I want to say to you today uh, because if you're going to attract resources, your vision has to be clear. What is the big idea? Second, focus on the cause. People, I learned this, give to causes quicker than they give to anything else. So what is the why? What is the cause? If your vision is worth anything, it's tied to a cause, something bigger, something that, you know, is incredibly life-changing. And so I just believe that you have to make sure that your vision is tied to a cause. One of the things we've done in our ministry, for example, is that we've aligned with some amazing causes. St. Jude, Children's Research Hospital, public school systems, the homeless, um, you know, Habitat for Humanity, uh, World Mission Outreach. So when you have causes, people are more apt to give because they can see in real time how they're giving supports. People aren't necessarily inclined to give to buildings, et cetera, though they will if the building is not the vision. Let me break that down. The building should never be the vision. The building is only a tool by which the vision can actually be implemented. So when people see the building, they'll just see the vision being operated out of that vision. For example, we had a teen center that our folks helped us build debt-free. It wasn't giving so much to the building. They were giving to the facility because the vision was activated in that space for our young people. I think you get it now. So Whatever you're trying to do, make sure that the vision is clear, but make sure that there's a cause associated with, with it, that there's something I'm trying to do passionately in the community that no one else is doing. You will attract resources if the cause is significant. Now, people who have revenue, people who have resources, let me tell you, the thing they're going to look for is number three, financial integrity. Your organization, your business has to have their books together. You cannot be out here with the mom and pops financial system expecting to attract significant donors, significant partners. People are not inclined to give to organizations that do not have financial integrity. 
I'll give you a perfect example. One of the things that we were incredibly blessed uh, in our ministry of Mount Zion Church Nashville to do during the time of uh, the tornadoes in Nashville and then COVID and all that stuff, Oprah Winfrey reached out to me and wanted to partner with us to give millions to Nashville. Okay. So we were a church. We were a trusted partner because her team, of course, as you know, were top level people who were only going to, you know, give money through a church if the accounting and things could be brought forth. That if there was going to be a significant uh, accounting in place, every dollar that was given would be accounted for for gift cards, et cetera. And so to that end, because the financial system was in place and because we were able to give an account for every dollar that came through and we were able to tie it to the gift card system that was given to the community, we were a trusted partner. So $3 million came through and $3 million went to the community. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying it because people who have means want to make sure that the people who receive it have an infrastructure financially that can accommodate with integrity what they are attempting to accomplish. If you cannot, with great integrity, accommodate giving to that level, then don't expect it because people are going to want documentation. They're going to want to make sure your stuff is in order. They're going to make sure that nobody's out here, you know, manipulating numbers and being a shyster. So one of the things you could do very early on in your organization is to make certain that you tighten up your financial books. You make sure you audit it every year, make sure your taxes in order, make sure everything is complicit. And it doesn't mean you're going to always hit it 100%, but at least make sure that you have systems in place uh, to, to make sure your stuff is being governed accordingly. Okay? Here's the uh, fourth thing. Become a trusted partner who gets things done. See, you will always attract resources to your vision when people know you actually get the work done. There's some people who, who, who want resources, who, 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 who reach out, but they don't have a, a body of work to rely on. When you have a body of work proven that you're able to get things done, partners are more likely to invest. They're more likely to give philanthropically to your cause and to your mission, to your vision, because they know you've got a proven record of getting things done. They could actually see the fruit of your labor. They see the transformation in the lives of those to whom you're trying to touch. They see what you've done in the school system, or they see what you've done in the community, et cetera. And so you must be clear about this, that as you are doing what you are doing, here's a hint. Document it. Document all the things that you do and create a portfolio that you can share with potential partners to say, here's what we have done. In this year, we did this, we did that, and we did it with minimal resources, but we still accomplished it. And then the next year, we did this and we had these partners and we were able to accomplish this and that. And see, when you go to potential sponsors and you show them and you're able to show them the work that you've done, potential donors, man, let me tell you, there's nothing like them seeing the story and hearing the story played out in real time. So I encourage you to please make sure 
that you become a trusted partner because other givers are looking for organizations that are doing the work. Now, here's number five. Know when and how to ask. One of the things you don't want to be is the person or the group that every time you show up, every time you call, you're asking for something. People will run from you. Let me say it again. They will run from you. Next level leader, learn how to choose your ask. One of my mentors told me, save your ask. Make people who are used to being asked curious as to why you haven't asked like everyone else because you're not nickel and diamond people for low-hanging stuff. You are waiting for the right moment to ask. So you have to be different. Make yourself different. Make what you're trying to accomplish such a different thing that when you do ask, people know it is completely different. It's something else. And because you built up relationship and you have integrity and they know it, when you ask, it really is something. So I believe it's important that you know when and how. You have to know the time. You have to study, find out when organizations are doing their budgets. When do they make distributions? You know, and you have to learn often how to put things together so you can ask at the right time of year to give them an opportunity to go to their boards or or to really have time to think through and look at what you're doing so that when they're able to make their distributions, you are a part of their yearly distributions. Know when and know how to ask, how you present it. What do you do? What does the letter look like? What does the video look like? What does the initial launch look like? Know how to ask. Don't bug people. You ask one time and don't bug people. Don't keep calling. Don't keep texting. Don't keep sending emails. They got it. Let them get back to you. Here's the next thing. It's a big one. Host potential partners with excellence. See, you've got to learn how to host people. One of the things that, you know, you you have learned and I know you have too, is that you've got to bring potential partners in the room together, tell the story, but create ambience. Create it where you respect their time, you value who they are. You know, you've got to be willing to invest money to get money, to make money. So having a nice reception at a nice place, you don't have to break the bank, but just think about what that looks like. Hors d'oeuvres and, you know, having the room set up really nice and just being able to tell the story and thank people for coming. Do it, you know, maybe make it just an hour, hour and a half, nothing too long and create an environment whereby people who have benefited from what you are trying to do can come and tell their story. And in that moment, one of the things that's very important to do is try to create an opportunity through QR code, or through envelope, et cetera, where people can pledge or make donations to what you're trying to accomplish. I go to a launch every year with the American Red Cross. They do it. It's actually a one hour. It's a breakfast, actually. It's a breakfast. And do you know that thing is literally one hour? Because people have to be to work at nine o'clock. Things start at seven on the dot. They're out of there at eight. The people are on their way to work and they raise tons of money because they know how to maximize people's time. So I want to encourage you when you're trying to attract funds, create an ambience, create a situation whereby people can come in and see what you're doing, 
and make sure you host them in excellence. Okay, so let's review. Let's talk about how to attract resources to your vision. We talked about having a clear vision. Make sure it's presented with clarity. Focus on the cause. Why are you doing it? That's the cause. Have financial integrity. Clean up your books. Clean up your books. Number four, become a trusted partner who gets things done. People see you, they know the work is going to get done. Number five, know when and how to ask. Number six, host potential partners with excellence. And here's number seven, remain transparent. Continue to be an open book about it. Hide nothing. Be honest. People will not make assumptions. They think because they see you do, doing big things that you don't have a need. Be transparent about your reality. Yes, we were able to do this, but we need help in this area. Always be transparent, not trying to embellish everything you're doing. Your embellishment is creating a narrative that you don't need anything. But when you help people understand that you can help many more people with your vision if they partnered with you, or you were only able to do this, but you had envisioned doing that, but you had to redact it because you didn't have the funding. But if you had had the funding, you could have helped more children or done more in this area. You, you see, that's why it's so important to be transparent. Transparency has a lot to do with humility. And when you approach those spaces with humility, and you understand the privilege it is to be in the presence of people who could actually fund what you're doing, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing that can happen. Let me tell you this in closing. Wherever there is a vision, God funds vision. He funds purpose. If the purpose and the vision are not aligned, then that will, it will never attract resources. But God specializes in making certain that resources always show up for purpose is being manifested, vision is being executed. What I pray is that you have received principles and strategies today to help you reposition your organization, think through how you interact and engage with potential partners and sponsors. And I hope you will attract all the resources necessary for your vision to continue to thrive. Make sure you follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Go to my website, josephwalker3.org. Check it out. And I appreciate you so much. And I'm thankful for all of you that watch our video podcast, our life, our journey, and our truth. Thank you for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast, the place where leaders come together to grow. And until next time, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph with you.